0: Magneto Funky Walkabout, number one, it's Monday, January 10th, 2022. Yeah, Larry here. Uh, first off, Happy New Year. And if you made the jump from the previous pod zine, hey, welcome to the new set. Before getting into it, let's have some sound. Okay, that was a beautiful number from New York singer-songwriter Elise Morris, Konotan, uh, featuring West African griot Alu Sam. The video has lyrics translated from the original Pular into English. Oh, and by the way, the title means, And So It Is. Well, that's one of the many different translations throughout the song. Now, until I get the new show completely ported to its new platform, the first few episodes will be perched here on the old Magnetofunky funky digs. So, this is still a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, underground international personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on mobile energy independence and Creative West Coast Wanderlust. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mwalk.htm. The Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. And while I still have a Facebook account up, the page is slash larry.winfield.967. Okay, this segment is the itinerary. In general, it covers stuff before you mount up and ride. Uh, You know, trip prep, sites to stop along the way, etc. Right now, though, I'm still in the middle of the pre-launch phase with many steps of prep ahead of me. The first big step of the new year, though, was getting the bike insurance squared away and right here is a good place to go meta and relate my history as a cyclist. Now, I've been riding a bike since I was a sophomore in high school, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, home of the zebras. It was a Raleigh 3-speed, all steel, rode like a tank, but I went everywhere on that horse and learned how to keep it going till it was too costly to fix. Uh, My first go-around at college in the mid-70s I had a no-name 10-speed bike built out of spare parts that I ran into the ground in a couple of years. Then I went insane, dropped out of college, and spent a while in Texas, then spent the summer of 77 hitchhiking up and down the coast of California. Uh, After I regained my senses, I went back to Chicago, where most of my family was. Lived there from the very late '78 to 2002 now for a long time i rode the l then i bought a beater car for about 300 bucks in the mid 80s but i lived on the west side at the time and the local hoodlums kept breaking the hood locks and stealing my battery so eventually i gave that up Uh, around the late 80s i got a halfway decent inside job and went through two or three department store mountain bikes for commuting that were only good for a few years each till they were trashed then I lucked upon a vintage Schwinn Typhoon 10-speed lost the inside job in the mid 90s and spent a few years working for a bike messenger service now I wasn't the craziest biker zipping through the Chicago loop but I did develop a bit of concrete cowboy attitude from wiping out a few times Coming a foot short of getting my head squashed by a taxi front wheel and successfully learning how to ride ice covered steel bridges in winter. I was working with a different messenger company in the 2000s and was on the job on 9-11. The day started normally but by noon business downtown had stopped. People were in shock and we all went home early. I was a pirate radio DJ in my spare time, and had my scheduled show that evening. To this day, I don't remember anything about that show, but I got all of my emotions and thoughts out about that event. Uh, one aftermath of that event was my move into California in 2002, because it was on my list. It took 18 months to get settled in LA. Then, I went and got another department store bike from Kmart that, after a while, got stolen. Then, another not-vintage Schwinn that also got stolen. Then, a thrift store bike that also got stolen. Well, by then, it was 2012. I was laid off a job I'd had for eight years, and from then, I moved up to San Francisco. It only took a year to get settled here. And through the San Francisco Bike Coalition, I got my rebuilt vintage Diamondback uh, about five years ago. Now, it's in damn good shape, also built like a tank, and it's ready to roll. Okay, back to the stage. Uh, Continuing with a nice long set of fresh and vintage chill hip-hop and trip-hop tunes all pulled from the Free Music Archive. Now, I wanted the first show's music to be beats to accompany a pleasant bike ride to start the year easy, because we can already feel the roller coaster dumpster fire this long year is going to be. Okay, we begin with Right, a bit of alternative hip-hop by The Insider, a.k.a. Jonah Dempsey, out of Seattle, Washington, from the album All's Fair in Love of Wax, uploaded uh, November 2010. Next, it's Sorry by Comfort Fit, a cat I couldn't quite geolocate, whose influences range from early Detroit techno and minimal electronica to jazz, broken beat, and hip-hop. The cut is from his 2005 Tokyo Dawn Records release, Forget and Remember. After that, it's as colorful as ever. A chill-out piece by Broke for Free, a.k.a. Tom Casino, or is that Casino, from Oakland. This is from his 2012 release, Layers, and his latest is Yekums, uh, dropped last June. Next up is Hotel Rodeo, featuring D Spliff by Anatech a trip-hop producer from New Jersey whose SoundCloud page has him in New York. Uh, the piece is from his 2013 album, Lily, dedicated to his then-five-month-old daughter. Nice. And we close out the set with Traffic, a hip-hop soundtrack by Kai Engel, a.k.a. Anton Stanislavovich Fedchenkov, from Moscow, a composer Known for many works in cinema, advertising, and video games. Uh, this is the title cut from his album Uploaded to the Archive, uh, August 15th, 2018.
1: Of the hotel. Oh come on let's
0: have a little fun for a change Oh. Okay, Uh, this is the first edition of the log, the segment where I'd assess the end of a day's ride or cover bike shop issues, sometimes mobile power issues. Now in this case, it's a bit of mobile power cargo trailer business, as in securing the batteries from the elements while traveling and from thieving fingers when I'm parked. Now you'd think I could simply just get a couple battery boxes and be done. But the narrow size, 7 by 3 by 6.5 inches, isn't standard, and a couple of months of searching proved so far fruitless, so I decided to DIY it. Sticking to the layout I earlier set, laying the SLA batteries down laterally with the smaller float battery behind them. Well, the smaller float battery is roughly 6 by 2.5 by 4 inches. Now that gave me an overall minimum space of 15 by 10 by 3 inches. With elbow room, the ideal container came to 16 by 12 by 4. After a lot of searching through plastic storage, shipping, and food service tubs and trays, I finally found something not clear in the exact size. A school supply company arts and crafts storage tray. With models in clear, tan, and black. uh, The one I picked. Which cost 30 bucks. Now I ordered it on the 5th from the manufacturer. And they must be making it from scratch. Because it still hasn't been shipped yet. And it could take from 2 to 4 weeks for it to arrive from Wisconsin. Uh, Meanwhile, I can imagine the end design. Uh, First off... The storage tray will be inverted to make a cover. I have another regular tray, uh, the same size, to serve as a base. To secure the battery tie downs, which were going to be screwed into the bottom shelf, I'm going to add one by 2 fairing strips superglued under the bottom tray. A few drilled holes and zip ties around the perimeter can lock the trays into a unit when assembled. Uh, for ventilation, a few holes drilled in the center of both trays. For battery terminal mounts, I'm going with Anderson power pole connectors and 10 gauge battery cables, which is overkill thickness for my system. Now the unit as a whole must be locked down on the front half of the bottom cargo shelf, but also removable. A couple D-ring mounts underneath the shelf, uh, four feet of steel cable, And a master lock should secure the plastic unit from being removed from the sides. And the threaded rods being 15 inches apart prevents removal from the front. Keeping the trailer's side panels up kind of hides the locking cable. And with the car alarm on the trailer, that should help slow down that 10 to 15 minute thief. Now the biggest issue with the whole security deal is the sad fact that sometimes a car alarm going off with knuckleheads perpetrating in broad daylight doesn't elicit any concerned attention from bystanders. But hopefully, this is only in a big city, not a small town, unless it's a sundown town and said knucklehead is a fine upstanding member with a bug up his ass. Speaking of which, Is there presently a list of California sundown towns to avoid? Yeah, better go check Wikipedia. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with a bit of French hip-hop. Islamatronic Cantillation by The Orientalist, a cat with no remaining footprint other than the free music archive pages. Uh, No bio either. Now this cut is from the album 1000 Sounds Lotus, uploaded uh, January 2010. Okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm not yet on any of the podcast platforms with this show feed, so stay tuned. Uh, show notes are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. And hey, if you like this show, tell your friends. And, as the COVID pandemic is kept going for political shits and giggles, and the latest rumor is a Deltacron mutation cropping up in Cyprus, something to consider for the pro-chaos redheads who keep trying to shame and mock those who get vaxxed and still catch a dose of COVID. Now, this is paraphrasing from George Takei's recent tweet. Getting COVID after being vaxxed and boosted is like getting hit by a car while riding in another car. You do get a little banged up, but you don't go to the emergency room. But if you're completely unvaxxed, it's like playing in traffic, naked. So when you do get hit, you definitely end up in the ICU, blaming everybody else and threatening the doctors and nurses for your condition, taking up bed space, from people in more serious condition than your willful ass. There is a lot more to spew on this topic, but because the next wave is only a matter of time, we can get to it later. For damn sure. Shill themes, acid trumpet, and backed vibes by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Bike Bell Number 3 by CDRK found at freesound.org the next episode will try for January 17th you'll yeah, see if I can get back to a weekly schedule I'm Larry still trying hard to stay chill and COVID free at my Garrett in the Mission still in San Francisco holding on cause this year is gonna be a bumpy ass ride